Welcome back to 2020 Psych. I'm one of your hosts, Claire Kay, and I'm joined today by my father. I'll go ahead and let him introduce himself. Hello, my name is Dr. Hernandez, and I'm a double board certified psychiatrist. Thank you so much for tuning in last week for our episode on COVID-19 and social anxiety. Last week, we spoke on re-entering back into your social circles and how there might feel like some added pressure or anxiety that you haven't felt necessarily before. And this week, we want to continue that discussion a bit and also speak on a few other COVID-related things. It's interesting that we yes, last week we touched upon different issues in regards to reintegrating, readjusting, and getting back into the normal flow of things, if you will, pre-pandemic. What's interesting is that there's been a tremendous amount of focus on the physical side effects of vaccines, and when we did a search of the emotional impact that the vaccines may have on someone, we didn't find any literature on that, which I find pretty disappointing that no one has bothered to check how people are feeling from an, an emotional point of view after they receive vaccines. Because we've heard from some that, and of course these are just a few individual cases, about how they became very emotional afterwards, very anxious, very depressed, and so forth. But when, again, when, there's, when we did a review of the literature, we didn't find anything that was written or, or recorded in regards to this aspect. So it, that's a little troubling that there's been a, a focus only on the physical symptoms of uh, post-vaccines, uh, their side effects, and so forth, without any attention being paid for to the emotional or psychological effects of, of these uh, vaccines. Do you think, I know that the there's lack of information on the side effects in the United States. Do you think that in other countries where they're administering the vaccine that they're monitoring this at all? The literature review that I did was pretty much a worldwide review. And again, it was a troublesome sign as far as I could tell that there wasn't anyone who was really investigating uh, emotional side effects or psychological side effects that can occur uh, uh, with the vaccine, we know that COVID itself can cause a wide variety of uh, symptoms from psychosis to mild anxiety and everything else in between. So we were just curious because, again, there have been some reports from some individuals that we know that they're reporting feeling distraught, anxious, depressed, very sensitive and emotional so we're curious, is anybody else experiencing these sort of side effects after the vaccine? We had spoken about this, but I had talked about potentially like if either Pfizer or maybe they could do this like state or even nationwide, if there's like they can develop an app that once you get your COVID vaccine, whichever one it is, you log on to this app, you sign up really quick and you just document your symptoms, your side effects, how you're feeling, your mood. Because I think that it'd be interesting to get, you know, the collective data of how people are feeling. Because I have, my my inclination is that it's not just a few individuals that, that we've come into contact with that feel this way. I feel like overall, people that have gotten the vaccine, there is a sense of relief, but also 
still some anxiety as well. So I think personally, I would think that the best way to go about it would be to design an app where you can just input all this info because everyone, majority of people have access to a smartphone. Um, so I, I think that'd be the quickest, easiest way to collect that information because it, it obviously is important along with the physical aspects of it as well. I think that there needs to be a centralized location where people can go and tell tell the app, like, this is how I'm feeling, this is day three, how I'm feeling, you know, I think that'd be, I, I, I'm just wondering why we don't have something like that. Well, as you describe it, it would seem simple enough to have a database collecting information from a large amount of uh, people that post vaccine how to see how they feel. Uh, again, not just from a physical perspective, because that's pretty, that's been pretty well documented. But are they feeling a little more anxious, a little more depressed? Are they having panic symptoms? Are they developing phobias? Are they even experiencing psychotic symptoms, hallucinations? Uh, it's it's just hard to know without a, a a database. I think it I think it speaks to the overall problem that we have right now in place with the vaccine rollout. Like I, I was just on my phone a few a few moments ago, and I was reading on Twitter this thread that today at Dodger Stadium, uh, nurses or you know the people administering the vaccines were just standing around waiting for people to show up. That really empty. Um, but, and basically they were encouraging people word of mouth, like, Hey, tell your friends to come drive over here, sign up really quick and get a vaccine because there's no one showing up. And I think, you know, specifically for, um, California and LA County, they just opened it up for on April 1st for 50 and above to sign up for appointments. And it's, I'm, it's just confusing at this point that how is it that, we opened up the eligibility to receive the vaccine, and yet I know it was Dodger Stadium and then also Cal State LA both had uh, on site. There just no one is going, and is that because there's lack of infrastructure to have people get access to the appointments, or is it that people don't want to get vaccinated? I'm not sure. Well, we have had direction from the federal level, and there are many people that are getting their vaccines. I think it's up to 3 million uh, people a day are getting vaccinated. So the word is out that vaccines are available, but I think there needs to be more of a marketing, if you will. And we do, seem so, we do see some commercials that are suggestive of that, but I think there needs to be even a bigger push to... Sh- encourage people to get their vaccines. There's a lot of places in the world that don't have the vaccine available. And you hear stories about people that are more affluent in different countries coming in the United States trying to get vaccines. So for those of us that have access to vaccines with free of charge, I mean, it, it just doesn't make any sense why people wouldn't want to get one as soon as possible. Yeah, I think I had told you that people were are people are paying like two hundred dollars to get the white the white card, the vaccine card that says they're vaccinated, even though they're not vaccinated, but they're getting it because I think it's the CDC that's requiring that card for at least um, national travel. And I know the 
World Health Organization is uh, distributing those uh, vaccine passports as well that you'll need for international travel. But people are, rather than getting a free vaccine, people are paying 200 bucks, who knows, maybe even more, to say that they did get it, which is even more dangerous than not getting it. Well, I think that throughout the pandemic, we've had misinformation, information that is not coming from public health officials like it should. It's coming from politicians, government leaders, and it's been wrong for, in many cases. And that's why I think people have doubts. There's, they're a little confused. They don't have a whole lot of confidence in what they're being told. And again, that came from above. That came from um, government officials that were misleading the public. But when you talk to the public health officials, the experts in the field, the authorities, they're all, they're all requesting that we get the vaccines. And so I think it's prudent for people to listen to the people, to the experts, the physicians, the the experts in the field, and get a vaccine. And it's really sad that if there are vaccines that are being wasted and not being used, I know that there's a lot of places in the world that would love to get their hands on these vaccines. So it's something that I think there needs to be an awareness campaign that uh, people are just being persuaded uh, with valid reasons to uh, get vaccinated. I think... Um, you know, something that I've always kind of thought, and maybe this is just something that I've heard, but it's just stuck with me is that like in America, the in the healthcare system, you're a client, not a patient. And I think that the company that has been the most successful in getting a positive reaction out of the public to get a vaccine is Krispy Kreme, right? We, we were talking about that promotion the other day that all you have to do is drive up to the window at Krispy Kreme with your vaccine card and you'll get a free Krispy Kreme donut. And then there I went on Twitter and it was like some viral tweet that got through over 300,000 likes saying that it was this girl saying that the only reason why my dad is getting a vaccine is because of the Krispy Kreme donut, the free Krispy Kreme donut. And it's just like, wow, amazing. Like, Krispy Kremes are delicious, not that good for you, but they're delicious. And the fact that the reason why some man in the middle of nowhere, wherever he lives, got a vaccine was because Krispy Kreme's going to hook him up. That's great. Like, we need more time. We need people need more incentive to to get this vaccine. And so I think they just need to work It's as funny as a word as it is, but like they need to work on the marketing of distributing the vaccine because right now people are just a little sussed out. You're right. It's interesting that staying alive isn't incentive enough, but if you get a little donut, a delicious donut, that's that's an incentive for some people. So that's interesting. But you're right. Uh, whatever it takes to get people to get their vaccines, the sooner we'll be out of this pandemic, uh, the sooner it'll be in our rearview mirror and it'll be something that we can hopefully reflect on someday uh, as we're still trying to recover from the onslaught of, uh, of the devastating effects, both physical and emotional, psychological, that uh, as a society we're all experiencing to a certain degree or, or another. So we need to be 
more persuasive. We need to educate our patient population, our fellow citizens to uh, really just get the vaccine for your own good and the good of your family, the good of our society, that way we can open up again and things can hopefully return to normal someday soon. I wanted to follow up on something we talked about in our previous episode, which was vaccine and kids. Uh, did Is there any updates on the children getting the vaccine? Has it been approved? Yeah, it's not been approved yet. However, the results from the Pfizer study in 12 to 15 years old was, was that it was 100% effective. So that's really fabulous news for, 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 for kids, absolutely. I want to go back to what you had said earlier about, you know, hopefully pe- you were encouraging people to get vaccinated so that things can open up and things can get back to normal. And I think the reality is things are opening up regardless of people getting vaccinated. I think, you know, Alley County itself has lifted a bunch of restrictions and Disneyland's going to open up this month at the end of the month. Like, I think um, whether anyone likes it or not with no vaccine or with the vaccine things are back pretty much back to normal for people i and i think the one thing yeah i it's just interesting that whether we like it or not people everyone's gonna act normal now well that's a good point today we're watching a baseball game in which uh in texas the stadium was filled to 100% capacity and it was hard to find in the crowd people with with mask on. And I know that the vaccination rate in Texas is not 100% or anywhere near it. So clearly there were many folks and many fans in the stands that, that didn't have a vaccine, but you couldn't tell by looking at that game. Everyone was there having a great time. And let's just hope that not too many people get sick from that event. I'm just thinking in terms of like the variants that are popping up that, you know, even if you have a vaccine, Pfizer, Moderna, they haven't guaranteed anything about immunity towards the variants. So I would just encourage people to still be mindful, wear your mask, even though you have a vaccine, that's obviously great and that's going to help you and keep you safe, but just act with caution because the variants are still a wild card and they could potentially uh, make this last longer and get uglier. Who knows? You're absolutely right. We were commenting on the that game that we were watching earlier in which, again, most of the fans, very few had a mask on. And we're wondering if people with, across the world, when they view this, might think that, wow, the Americans must have 100% vaccination rate because everyone seems to be carrying on like, hey, they're playing baseball again, whereas in our soccer stadiums, you know, we're empty. So, no, that's far from the truth. We wish it was true. It's just that as Americans as a whole, a lot of us are sort of carrying on as if uh, the pandemic's over. And we hope. I hope at least that this doesn't come back to sort of bite us because... Um, we're in a position that if we would do this in a stepwise, gradual way, that we could possibly overcome this. However, uh, the way we're going about things in sort of a cavalier and irresponsible way may come back to, to doom us. 
which I, I, I really hope isn't the case. I think right now it's also important to encourage, like we have in previous episodes, just, you know, overall wellness and overall health, you know, make sure you're exercising at least 20 minutes a day, three to four, three to five times a week, getting outside, getting your blood pumping, try to eat healthy as much as possible, uh, just to improve your overall health and your immune system, because that's also very important. That's something that the CDC, I still have not seen the CDC put out anything encouraging um, to boost your immune system or any tips on how to do that. So I just think it's important to also keep that in mind. Try your best to up your health as much as you can, however it can be possible for you. You're right. We've talked. We've talked. We touched on this topic on our previous podcast, in, in which we encourage, as you put it, nutrition and exercise, uh, healthy uh, mental status checks, mindfulness, uh, those things that don't do not inf- involve pharmacological treatments, uh, just good like sleep hygiene rules and so forth, uh, t- to help us navigate our way through this uh, turbulent time. That's going to go ahead and wrap up this week's episode of 2020 Psych. Thank you guys so much for listening each week, and I hope you guys have a great week wherever you are. Mm-hmm.